I'm Matt. And I'm Jenna. We are Mana. And this is Food for Thought. A podcast dedicated to encourage and inspire you as you seek to grow your relationship with Christ and live out your Catholic faith. In today's episode, Jenna talks about being more intentional. the coffee file a police report it got mugged (laughs) okay anyways you probably could tell that i'm the only one in the room and there's no adelaide and there's no matt um i'm actually recording this episode by myself because matt and i just couldn't find the time this week we both had really busy schedules matt is off doing fun things and um i am too but we just couldn't find the time. So I'm here recording episode 35 by myself. And this is really weird because I'm literally just talking to myself. And usually I have Matt to bounce off of. So I apologize if there's awkward pauses and I'm just like waiting for a response from nobody. So welcome to episode 35. Um, my peak this week was getting to go to chapel by myself and I went I mean I took Adelaide and we went and she was napping and so oftentimes don't get to go to chapel and just pray and be in the presence of the Lord because it's hard with a baby and I'm always really nervous that she's gonna wake up and start crying and interrupt everybody else's prayer and I know I probably shouldn't feel that way but it's still there. And so I got to go and pray and just be in the presence of the Lord. And there's this beautiful, beautiful image um, inside the church of Christ on the crucifix. And it's just, it has all these really beautiful brushstrokes. And I was just meditating on how um, our life has so many different brushstrokes, but it makes this beautiful image of our life. And so that was my peak of the week. My pit of the week is this... (sighs) New York bill that's been passed, but it basically states that you can have an abortion all the way up till birth. So a child that is about to be born can just be killed and aborted. And it breaks my heart and it hurts so much. And I just want so much more for our world and so much more for these poor babies. And yeah, that was my pit and is my pit and will be my pit until we get out of this. But my um, plug is because of this, there's been a lot of conversations about abortion. And so if you don't really have any good resources, Live Action Org, their Instagram is Live Action Org, um, is an amazing resource. And they actually just came out with a video, Lila Rose, who is a boss. Okay. She's a boss lady. Um, Lila Rose just came out with a video. I'm going to pull it up because I don't want to call it the wrong thing. It's called, see, here's the awkward pauses. How the Sexual Revolution Hijacked Feminism. Um, And it's got a ton of truth bombs in it. So check it out, watch it. But Live Action Org, they just have a lot of resources on um, just the science behind human life and where human life starts and how to have those conversations with somebody. And so check them out. That is my plug. Today, 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 we are talking about being intentional and intentionality. Um, 
And there's two reasons why, two stories why we're talking about this, or I guess I'm talking about this. Um, the first story, I went to, oops, I went to the Walk for Life this past weekend, and it was a beautiful day. It was very warm. I was not expecting the warmth, but Adelaide went, my husband went, and a ton of our church went, and it was a beautiful day of just walking for life. Um, and a friend of mine came with us, and as we were going back to the train, because we took the train up, it was up in LA, it was by One Life, um, and as we were walking back to the train, there was a man, a gentleman, that was sitting on the curb, and he had a sign that said he was homeless and could use some help, and I don't know how many people noticed him, I don't know how many people stopped, but my friend saw him on our way and we both kind of navigated ourselves off the path off the sidewalk towards him and we stopped in front of him and immediately without even thinking my friend sat down and crossed her legs and sat down in front of him and just looked at him and said hi how are you with like without even thinking and that just took my breath away because my reaction was to walk up to him and just to stand like in front of him, not to sit down, get to eye level. Cause the man was sitting on the floor. Um, and I was just going to say, hi, how are you doing? I hope you have a good day. I don't have anything. And then leave. But <laughs> my friend, she sat down on the ground in front of him, asked him his name, asked him how he was doing, asked him where he was from and, um, asked how she could pray for him. And it just, it took his breath away too. And it was just such a, a moment of Christ being present in that moment, present through my friend. And it made me realize how we are not intentional. We're oftentimes not intentional with the people around us. And especially we're going, we're like at the walk for life. And there's a man on the side of the road that is asking for help. And I just wonder how many people walked by him when the purpose was of that walk was from womb to tomb. Like we recognize the dignity and the worth of a human life. And I'm, I'm just curious to know how many people walked by him and recognized his dignity and worth because she did. And she took the time to sit down and to look at him and to love him and to basically give him everything she had in that moment. She had her time and her attention and she had just, just a little bit of money for him, but he looked at her shocked And he said, you just made my day. And you could tell he was about to start crying. And so it was this beautiful moment that kind of started this um, thought process for me. The second thing or story that made me want to talk about this with you guys was I, this happens way too often. I was introducing myself to somebody and I said, hi, you know, my name is Jenna. I'm the youth minister because I was at work and I introduced myself and then they introduced themselves and we started talking and it was good. And then they walked away and somebody turned to me and was like, what was her name again? And I looked at them and I said, I have no idea. I completely blinked. And I realized how often I like will say my side of the conversation and say my intro and then just blank out because I do that so often people walk away and I go what the heck was their name and that's like the first thing that they train us but you're trained to like memorize people's names and to say them over and over and over again so that you remember them and 
I've caught myself so many times and so often right now in this time of my life not recognizing the person that's standing in front of me and just thinking about what I need to do and how I need to be um, and what I need to be saying. And so both of those stories are kind of the reason why I'm talking about being intentional today. And so what does being intentional mean? Well, it's something that is done with on purpose and it's deliberate. And so being intentional means being deliberate and doing it on purpose. There is an article um, from La- liveandlovework.com and I was reali- I was reading away like, how do you be intentional? What are some different ways to be intentional? And there way of defining it is this. It means you are purposeful in word and action. It means you live a life that is meaningful and fulfilling to you. It means you make thoughtful choices in your life. Being intentional means you actively interact and engage with your life. You wake up every day and ask yourself, how am I going to make this day great? So when we look at these definitions, when we look at these meanings, It's, it's something that's thought out. So everything that we do in our day is thought out and it's deliberate. And so I want you to think for a moment, how much of your day is actually deliberate? Because I know from the moment I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do was not deliberate. Usually it's like, I roll around for a bit and then I finally decide to get up. And the minute that I decide to get up, yeah, that's deliberate. But like how much of your day is planned out? Maybe you are extremely organized and this being intentional is something that is very easy for you. Um, And so your whole day is planned out. Or maybe you're the person that's more like me where you just kind of go with your day and see where your day takes you. And so... Your being intentional is not 100% there. So I want us to think about that for a second. Is where where are we lacking in being intentional? Because being intentional can flow into any aspect of our life. It flows into our relationship. It flows into our faith life. It flows into our work. It flows into our family. It flows into our just moment-to-moment things that we do and our choices that we make in our day. Um, And all of us want an extremely fulfilling life. And so when I had mentioned that Maybe you're, you're like really organized and your schedule is full. I want us to think for a second. Are our days packed to the brim with things that we have said yes to out of just automatic yeses? Or, or are our days filled with things that we've intentionally said yes to? Like we've taken the time to say yes to them. And what I mean by that is this, that to be intentional means to think out your yeses and your noes. And so when we look at our schedule of our day and we look at how we plan out our day, sometimes some of us will just fill our day to the brim because it makes us feel like we're doing something. When in fact, we're just filling our day with a lot of just fluff, a lot of things that maybe exhaust us and tire us that aren't necessary or really aren't giving us any fulfillment. And so, in the reverse, when you look at your day, 
and you intentionally plan out your day and say, okay, I need to do this and I'm going to say yes to this because I know that it's good and I know that God is calling me to it and I'm going to say no to this because it's not the time and it is not now that I need to be doing these things. And so instead of looking at your your day and thinking, how much can I pack in? How much am I going to cram in here to make myself feel like I'm fulfilling something? Instead of doing that, looking at our days and saying, okay, how can I intentionally and deliberately make my day fulfilling and good and what God is calling me to be? And so that is going to change how we live an intentional life. Because our Lord was very intentional. Christ was very intentional. Our God was very intentional when he created the heavens and the earth, when he created the sea and the land, like all of these things were deliberate and thought out and intentional. When he created you, it was intentional and it was deliberate. And then when Christ came, everything that he did was intentional and deliberate. Nothing that Christ did was not intended. Every single moment, every single breath, every single thing I believe that Christ did was intentional to lead up to the cross. And not just at the cross, but at the resurrection. And so, 1 Corinthians 11, I'm going to take a second flip my Bible here. 1 Corinthians 11, 1, a very short verse. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And so, what it's saying is we are called to be imitators of Christ. And so, being imitators of Christ, we often look at like how Christ loved and how Christ did all these things. And how Christ was a miracle worker and what he did in his day. But we also have to look at how he was intentional. How did Christ live his life intentionally and love intentionally? He didn't just love willy-nilly and like all over the place just because, but he loved intentionally. And there's a reading that I love from Mark. It's a story. Um... find it really quick sorry here's those awkward silences for you guys it's about the rich man so the rich man as he was setting out on a journey a man ran up knelt down before him and said good teacher what must i do to inherit eternal life jesus answered him why do you call me good no one is good but god alone you know the commandments and so christ lists them off And the man says, "Um, teacher, all of these I've observed from my youth. And this, this is the part that I want us to reflect on really quickly. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, you are lacking in one thing. And so this is where I'm talking about busying ourselves and like filling up our schedule and doing things because we know we're supposed to do them or because we think we're supposed to do them. Just like this rich man, he thought and he knew he was supposed to be doing those things, but there was no intent behind it or his intent was wrong. Mm, There's another thing. The intention behind it was wrong. And so Christ looks at him and loves him. And Christ looks at the things that we do and he loves us in them. But he calls us to something more. And this verse, this is like the picture 
I got when my friend knelt down and sat down in front of that man, that she looked at him and she loved him. She saw that he was worth her time. She saw that he had dignity and worth and that she needed to sit down and be with him and be deliberate about the time that she took with him because Christ loved him and because Christ loved him, she loved him. And so I want us to really, really pay attention to these things. Pay attention to the conversations that we have. Are the conversations that we're entering into, are we deliberately entering into them or are we being complacent? Because that's the other thing is that in my opinion, if we're not being intentional, then we're being complacent. Everything that we do is either intentional or complacent. Like we can either enter into a moment and be deliberate about that moment or complacent and just kind of let it go or do it, but not really be fully present and fully there. And that, that is where the intentionality comes from is that if we are not fully there and fully present in those moments, then the intent and the goodness that our Lord is calling us to in those moments won't be there. We won't be present. Psalm 90.12 says, Teach us to count our days, that we may gain wisdom of heart. We need to recognize that we have very few days on this earth to bring the glory of God, to bring God's love, to bring God's mercy into this place and be God's vessels. And so when we're not intentional about our time, when we're literally letting our time waste, like I do not know how many, how many hours actually I can check. I spend on Instagram. I have put, (laughs) this is bad. I've put like a time cap on the amount of social media I can use on my phone. And I have gotten into the habit of just clicking the use for 15 more minutes and ignoring it and just clicking it and it does remind me and when it reminds me I'm like okay I need to stop and I need to pause and I need to just get off of this but it's that complacency that I was talking about we're very complacent with our time and when we're complacent with our time we don't realize how much time we're spending that we're wasting and then our life is just going by and we're not being intentional and we're not being aware and it's not going to be fulfilling like you're We do not want to get to the end of our life and look back and be like, man, I really wasted a lot of time on Instagram and no one is going to say, man, I just love spending all that time on Instagram. Nobody's going to say that. They're going to be like, man, I wish I had gone outside and I wish I had talked to my neighbors or I wish I had gone and spent more time being with my family or I really wish I had looked at the gifts that God had given me and used those a lot better. There's just so many things that we can do to fulfill our hearts that God has placed on our hearts that we can use to be vessels, but also to just have a more fulfilling life and not to waste it because there's so many different things that are taking from our time that um, we've just added to our life that are not necessary and not really building us up to make the best versions of ourselves. Um, When I read that first quote or excerpt from that website that's talking about being intentional, it says, means that you're purposeful in word and action. And that is everything that Christ was. He was purposeful in his word and in his action. He was the word made flesh. I mean, if that doesn't say anything, I don't know what does. But that means that when we are living our life, that We have to be purposeful in word and in action that when we say things like, oh, I will pray for you, that 
that's going to actually happen. And that when you say that, there's going to be purpose to it. Because I don't know how many times I have said, oh, I will pray for you. I'll pray for your friend. And then I don't actually do it. Or it's like, oh yeah, shoot, I'm supposed to pray for that person. We have to be very intentional. And so a way to be intentional about that is to either pray with that person right in that moment to stop and pause and pray with that person or make a list of like a prayer list of people that you need to be praying for and taking them to chapel, taking them to your prayer time and actually praying over them. Um, I've started a list on my whiteboard. So it was my friend. I got this from her that of like all the people. So every time that I'm working, I look at it and go, oh, okay. I need to be lifting up these people in prayer as I'm working. Yeah, I've gotten away from that and I need to start doing that again. It was good. Um, the other thing is not living out our life intentionally means missing out on our dreams. Like you're letting that time slide, like I said. Um, so really making sure that we're paying attention to where God is calling us and really what our dreams and our expectations of our life should be. And so... Trying to figure out what is pleasing to the Lord and doing those things. Now, my tips for being intentional. I have eight. I might add to them as we go, but we will see. So, I had said earlier that say more, say no more than you say yes. Because when we say yes all of the time, then our yes means nothing. Our yes literally is just another thing that we may do. Um, but if you say no more often and you're intentional about your yes, then your yes holds a lot of weight. Your yes means that you are like intentionally putting a lot of your time and your effort into it. And it's not just another thing on your list of things to do that is extremely long. So saying, um, yes to your prayer time, making sure that you're very intentional with your prayer time, because I know that it's really easy to get into like doing a ton of fasting and doing all of this and trying to do your rosary and trying to do this and trying to do that. But what about being really good about that one prayer thing about one, you know, really good at going and spending quiet time in chapel and making that consistent or being really good about having your journal time or being really good at having your exam at the end of the day, and then adding to those things. Um, saying yes to helping people, and not spreading yourself thin, not doing too much in your day like we had talked about. The second thing, being present, being present to every single person you encounter. Um, when I go out to coffee, I have an Apple Watch, and I will oftentimes take my Apple Watch off because it's dinging all the time, and it's giving like stupid reminders like stand up now, but <laughs> taking those things off, removing all the distractions so that you can be present in the conversation that you're in because there's nothing more disheartening than somebody that is distracted in a conversation. Like you can tell they really don't care about you. And so really being present to the people in front of you, whether that's family or a conversation that you're going out to coffee with somebody, um, or being present to your work or being present to just the moment. Whether you're standing outside and you are present to the beautiful sun that's set, that's happening. Um, being intentional about getting rest. We need rest. Like, we need sleep. Nobody can really function on four hours of sleep. You can really try. Some of us have gotten really good at it. But is that really the best version of you? So getting rest is extremely important to be intentional because you will sit in mass and not being able to pay attention in mass or um, pray deliberately in mass because you're too exhausted. So getting rest is one of those really, really important ones. 
preparing beforehand, I suck at this, okay? <laughs> I absolutely suck. I am not good at preparing at things. Um, and I own up to that. This year is like my year of organization and preparing and being really good at that. And I'm not there yet. Um, so preparing beforehand, because when you prepare beforehand, you're being intentional about what you're going into. So preparing, if it's for me, it's like preparing for my talks, preparing for work, preparing for the next day, whether that's sitting down and writing out your to-do list for the day for tomorrow, um, preparing for an event that's coming up, like you're going to on vacation. Ooh, that's a fun one. And you don't pack the day of or the day before, the night before, and you stay up to 1 a.m. Don't do that. So preparing, that's number four. Number five, recognize what's drawing your attention away. So recognize the things that like you're not good at in moments and removing those things. Um, sometimes distractions come in the form of, I don't know, your phone, other people, or you're one of those busy people that your mind just doesn't stop. And so recognizing that, okay, I'm really bad at being present in the moment um, because my mind is too busy. And so you need to take more quiet time before you go into something. Um, <laughs> number five is the same as number six. What things make you have a, a short, tort <laughs> that's a word, a short attention span? So actually that's not the same. Um, our world has really trained us to have really short attention spans. We want everything in the minute at the minute right now. And so it causes us to have really short attention spans. Our phones cause us to have really short attention spans. Um, not reading, like not reading a physical book causes us to have really short attention spans, TV, all of this stuff causes us to have really short attention spans and not spending time of just sitting and like forcing yourself to sit there. I don't know how many kids I see darting around and like, and yes, they're children, but giving them an iPad and like not making them just sit there and be quiet and be bored. I don't know how many of us have like times of the day where we're actively seeking boredom. <laughs> I know that kind of sounds weird, but that causes us to be more patient and to be um, more present to the moment because we recognize that, oh, I'm, I'm bored right now. Okay, I don't need to fill my time and I don't need to fill my mind and I don't need to do anything but just be bored. So, number that's number six. What is causing you to have a short attention span? Number seven, recognize what's important to you. Um... Recognize if, you know, your family is really important to your work. Maybe for me right now, I'm recognizing that like going horseback riding is really important to me. It's my time away. It's my time to just be with nature and be with horses and just relax and not be surrounded by noise and my to-do lists and everything else that kind of bombards me in my day. Um, so whether that's working out or having your reading time and your like pausing time, um, being outside, your family, whatever it is, recognize what's important to you and make that a priority and intentionally plan that into your day or your week or your month. Maybe um, that's date night. That's something that my husband and I need to intentionally start doing again. We did it the other week, but it was beautiful. It was nice. 
And the last one is where is the Lord leading you? So intentionally taking that discernment time to see where God is leading you in your daily life, in his vision for your life, and in your vocation. So those are my eight. I didn't add any, you guys. Eight and only eight. So being intentional. It's really flipping hard, okay? It is. It's really hard, but it is so worth it when we're intentional with the people around us, with our lives, and we're not just letting life go by. And we're intentional with the vocation that God is calling us to and the time and the moment that God is calling us to. So our saint today is St. Catherine of Siena. Um, Her feast day is April 29th. Now she was born in 1347 to her mother and her father. Um, Her father was a cloth dryer. And her mother was 40 when she had her. And at the age of 16, Catherine's sister died, um, leaving her husband as a widower. And so Catherine's parents wanted Catherine to replace her sister and marry the um, gentleman. And she refused. And so she began to fast and cut her hair short to mar her appearance. And after many attempts of her parents, they finally just gave in and they were unsuccessful. And so Catherine continued to fast, um, and she lifted this up as a devotion to her family, um, and as Catherine continued to do this, she once explained that she regarded her father as the representation of Jesus and her mother as Our Lady and her brothers as the apostles, which helped her to serve them with humility, because let's be honest, that had to have been really hard. Um, now, Catherine was very religious in nature, and she decided not to enter the convent, but instead joined the Third Order of St. Dominic, which allowed her to continue um, living in the religious life while living at home. And so, as St. Catherine um, was living at home, she lived a very quiet, isolated life with her family, but she developed this really funny habit of, like, taking her family's food and their things and giving it to the needy and taking it away without telling anybody. Um, and so she like quietly had to put up with them getting mad at her. Um, but then by the age of 21, she experienced this mystical marriage to Christ. And, um, there are many debates on whether or not she was actually given a ring. She wrote about getting a ring that was made of Jesus's skin but there was no actual ring ring scene. It was either like Jesus skin or it was a bejeweled ring. Um, but she wrote about this in her journals. And so, um, this really, really changed her life. And so she felt very called to re-enter the public life again and to go help the poor and the sick. And so, um, she, still live with her family, but she went out into the public now, and she went and helped the needy, and she began to visit hospitals and homes of the sick, um, and encountered anybody that she could find that was poor, and just loved on them. Now, these activities drew a lot of attention and a lot of followers, and so her mission in life then became to serve the poor and the sick, and um, as she continued to be drawn into the world, she began to call for a reform of the church, um, and as she did this, she got very, very involved in politics and said that it was very, um, very key to working in cities and states that were loyal to the Pope. And so, 
Um, she was credited to be helping to start a crusade in the Holy Land, and on one occasion, she visited a condemned political prisoner and was credited with saving his soul, which she saw being taken up to heaven at the moment of his death. That's pretty cool. Um, St. Catherine was also allegedly given the stigmata, but just like the ring, it was not visible. And um, from 1375 onwards, St. Catherine began dictating letters to scribes. She petitioned for peace and was instrumental in persuading the Pope to return to Rome. And so she began um, to be involved in fracture politics and she continued to do all of these things, restoring papacy to Rome and in brokering peace deals during a time of factional conflict and war between Italian cities and states. In 1377, she established a monastery for women out of Siena, and she is credited to composing over 400 letters, her dialogue, which is her definitive work and her prayers. That's pretty cool. So you probably can pull those up. Um, now she was later declared a doctor of the church. So she's one of the women doctors of the church and she's one of the most influential and popular saints in the church. Now in, um, 1380, when she was 33 years old, she became very ill and they believed that it was potentially because of her extreme fasting and they urged her to eat, but she refused and said that she didn't really have an appetite. And so in January of 1380, her illness accelerated and she was unable to eat or drink and then she became unable to use her legs and she died on April 29th after a stroke um, the week prior. St. Catherine's uh, feast day is April 29th, and she is the patroness against fire illness, the United States, Italy miscarriages, people ridiculed for their faith, sexual temptation, and nurses. So, St. Catherine of Siena, we ask for your prayers and your intercession because you intentionally lived a life of giving and of giving of your life and uh, being present to all of those that were around you. Thank you for listening, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Matt will be back next time. But in the meantime, we will see you in the Eucharist. Bye.